Good morning, and welcome to episode 366 of Effectively Wild, the daily podcast from BaseballPerspectus.com. I am Ben Lindbergh, joined by Sam Miller. Mm-hmm. Late night podcast, Effectively Wild, even more after dark. Um, so I thought we could talk about Clayton Kershaw. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you expected this. Mm-hmm. Uh... I wrote a little bit about Clayton Kershaw earlier today. Did you um, did you have a figure in mind before today for what a Clayton Kershaw would could cost? Hmm. Hmm. I guess I, I guess I didn't. Yeah, I. I hadn't thought about it. I I I mean, I would have generated one if I'd thought about it, but now I I'm trying to to retroactively come up with one and uh-huh. it's not it's it it's not fair <laughs> yeah uh mine i think would have been higher than this i'm a little surprised that it's not more uh-huh are you surprised that it's not more um well i'm not surprised that it's not more in annual value and i'm not mm-hmm. i guess i'm not that surprised that it's not more for years for only because it seems uh, maybe you can make the case that they both have an incentive to keep it at seven years. The uh-huh. Dodgers, because nobody gives contracts longer than seven years for pitchers ever. Like it uh-huh. just doesn't ever happen for some reason. Like seven is okay, but eight is beyond the pale. Um, so uh, it makes sense from their end and from Kershaw's end. Um, as you noted, he'll basically hit free agency when he's Verlander's age, right? Mm-hmm. Verlander's current age. Yeah, so mm-hmm. he'll get another, you know, he'll get another huge payday. Whereas if he were four years older or something like that, then he might not. True, but he would also be making a lot of money <laughs> from the the contract that he would have signed. Um, he would, but I mean, when I mean, he'll. Yeah, it's just that you want to get. I mean, I mean, you a career is sort of if you're gutsy enough to think about it this way a career is sort of broken up into a cup you know into like four big paydays like you get your first big payday when you're drafted high and then you get like your second big payday when you uh and, and at that point you're kind of like you're rich for you're you're rich for the foreseeable future after you sign your million and a half dollar bonus and then you hit arbitration and you're rich for the rest of your life and then you have basically two more chances if you're lucky to have a, a big contract, a big, you know, a big, a big one, right? Like mm-hmm. a, like a, like a grandkids contract. And so, if um, you're, yeah, we'll, if you're lucky, if you're, if you're, if you're Kershaw and you come up when Kershaw did, then you have a chance to get two big ones. A lot of guys yeah, just have the one chance, but you sort of have to time those big ones to some degree. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm overstating this. I'm sure I'm probably overthinking it, but you want to sort of time them. Like if you're a hitter, if you're trout, and you're thinking of signing an extension right now, and you know you're going to hit free agency once more in your career, you might rather do it at 29 than 33, mm-hmm. even if it means taking less, uh, you know, less guaranteed money right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm, I'm sure there's a magic age for pitchers too, and I, I would guess that it's probably like 29 to 31, or maybe like maybe anything 31 or younger. Like like I could see 32 being the age where, um, you know, now teams start looking at the majority of that deal being in your late 30s. Mm-hmm. 
Mike Hampton got got an eight-year contract, so maybe he ruined it for everyone who came after him. Is that is it? I I was just thinking in the current state of things, it, it seems like nobody gets more than seven, and most people only get six. But it, it, are you? Do you know of all the eight-year or greater contracts that pitchers have ever signed? Is that the only one? Uh, no, it can't be the only one. Um, oh. I, I'm not looking at any sort of list. Uh, how many didn't didn't Darren Dreifert get longer than that? Or no, he got five years and yeah. fifty-five million, I think, something Kevin, like that. Kevin Brown. Kevin Brown got seven years and 120. Hmm. Okay. Or maybe seven and 105. Yeah, you you look up a list over there. Um, so seven and 105. Uh, my my one question about a specific of the contract is the opt out, and I have seen conflicting takes on what the opt out means and and whom the opt out favors. Uh, so on one, one, one side, you have Ken Rosenthal, uh, who makes the case. He says, this is the clause that makes a great deal for Kershaw even greater. Mm-hmm. Uh, opt-out clauses hardly ever work in a club's favor. If Kershaw pitches well and is healthy after five years, he will opt out. If he is injured or in sharp decline, he will complete his contract and still get his $30.7 million per season. Who uh, were you just reading? That was Ken Rosenthal. Okay. Uh, former podcast guest Mike Petriello, writing about the deal at uh, his Dodgers site, Mike Sosha's tragic illness, said, uh, "You'll probably hear why that's a bad thing, referring to the opt-out, because it means that he could leave, but it's really not. If he does, it means you signed Kershaw to a five-year contract when every rumor said he'd require ten. Do you buy that?" Um, well, this was the argument that, um, Joe Sheehan made when Sabathia Sabathia did it. Yeah. Mm. And I didn't, I didn't quite, I didn't quite, um, buy it at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, uh, like, I mean, it's not like, because it's not as though Kershaw is making the decision right now to to do it or not. Like he has a lot more information at that point Mm -hmm. and he, he's probably going to be, pretty good at predicting how he what his next two years look like and i mean it it it, almost by definition uh if he opts out it's because he's worth more than they're paying him Mm -hmm. so and if he's if he doesn't opt out it's because he's worth less than they're paying him so um i mean yeah you would rather sign him to five years than seven but that's not what this is you're signing him to seven and you're giving up any conceivable upside that you might get at the end and you know, with salary inflation, it's not inconceivable that you would get upside at the end. I mean, if if Kershaw makes it to year six and seven, you know, like Roger Clemens uh, would have or something like that, um, then he, and with salary inflation, he could be worth considerably more. So um, I don't see, I, I, ne- I didn't quite get that argument. It seems like it's it's all downside from the club's perspective, and I, I don't quite get the logic of mm-hmm. how it wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, unless you think well, unless you think that pitchers are so so volatile that you don't even want him, like like you wouldn't cho- like like what are the last the last two years are like two years and sixty six million or something like that. Yeah, well, it was reported after I wrote about it. Heyman reported that the deal was was backloaded. Um, so let me see if I can find the 
the terms, but the the more expensive years would be the ones that he would be giving up or that the Dodgers would be getting out of. Yeah. Um, or, or it goes, uh, it's it's twenty two million for for this year, and then it goes up to thirty, and then it's thirty two, thirty three, thirty three, thirty two, thirty three. So it's not a not a huge escalation, but it is backloaded to some extent. So- yeah, so presumably, I mean, like I just said, so if it gets to the point where Kershaw opts out, it's because the market and Kershaw, you know, knows about, you know, knows what the market for him is. And so the market has determined that he's worth more than two years and $65 million. So the only the only way I, I see this making sense is if you think that pitchers are just so volatile that you don't even want to sign them to two-year deals at market rate or below, and that you just, you just can't trust any team to sign any pitcher for any length of time. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, it feels extreme. And also, um, you know, cl- clearly that's not what the Dodgers feel because they're <laughs> okay. signing him for five. I mean, if you wouldn't, if you don't want those, if you, if you, if you, if you want to put the entire decision for those final two years in Kershaw's hands, then you don't even want the Dodgers signing him for five years right now. You would consider that poor too. So, mm-hmm. uh, what, do, oh, but then I remember when Verlander, I'm trying to remember what we thought about Verlander. I had some sort of theory about Verlander. How? Oh yeah, no, this is a different thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, uh, I'm just looking at the biggest. Uh... So Dave Steeb is the answer. Oh, <laughs> was that a ten-year deal or something? Eleven. Eleven. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, that's a long time. Yeah, uh, have there been any recent ones? Uh, there's only three that are listed. It looks like that are higher than that are that are eight or longer. Hampton was eight, Steve was eleven, and uh, a fellow named Wayne Garland got mm. ten. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, that's yeah. So he he pitched five of them. Uh huh. <laughs> um. So Kershaw seems like uh, as his as, ten his ten year his ten year deal was worth a total of two point oh one million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Kershaw seems like a, about as safe a bet as you could construct if you are committing to a pitcher for five or seven years. Yeah, so I want to. I want to. You made this point in your transaction analysis, and I. I just want to maybe play devil's advocate a little bit sure because it, it seems like we we do this anytime there's a, a long-term deal for an elite pitcher there's like there's a template for how to write that transaction analysis mm-hmm. and you, fo- you followed it very nicely that is <laughs> well you. done mm. um but the template goes well he's he's super good if anybody's <laughs> worth the money he is yep. pitchers are really unreliable and then you go and you look at a bunch of pitchers who are comparable and it's a really scary list of names <laughs> and in this case what you, you looked at Ten years ago, five of the top ten pitchers by Warp were twenty-five or under, mm-hmm. and five years ago, five of the top ten pitchers by Warp were twenty-five years or under. Mm-hmm. And it's really scary lists, like mm-hmm. super scary. As you know, as you note, everybody got worse, mm-hmm. and um, uh, many of them were never good again. Mm-hmm. And the ones who were good again uh, were often injured. So you make this point, and then you come back to, but you know, it's it's Kershaw. So like, why don't we? I mean, don't we have to have a little bit more resolve about this? If it's a 
if the if the evidence is that these go wrong, why do we why do we why I mean why do we keep thinking like this one's okay though? Well, I don't know the the list that I picked out like um, right. I mentioned the the top five of the top ten from two thousand four who were twenty five and under were Ben Sheets, Oliver Perez, Johan Santana, Carlos Zambrano, Jake Peavy, um, uh-huh. and that sounds like a terrifying list now 10 years later but if you actually if you look at what those guys did over the following five years it probably wouldn't be that bad like San- uh, santana santana I mean, and zambrano i think the other three would but Perez, pb was okay uh, so, uh, i mean uh, <laughs> i mean pb yeah i mean his next his next four years were all over like you know this all... is this was when he was oh he was 20 23 what year was this 2004, 2004. yeah he was 23 so, yeah, that so, year so he was good so for he, another four well, years before he aired. he was good no he was good for he was good for three of the next four and then he was never good again really never no. that good again. We, we, we must be looking at different i'm i don't know i'm looking at bp he was when, not good at 20 he was, he was not like, good at 25 um, he was worth four wins, apparently, <laughs> according to, right. well, okay, anyway, maybe, 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 his, yeah, sure. He loved the league in strikeouts. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he was. So he was, he was good he had for a, four had... years and then he was not good. And then he yeah. got hurt and became maybe a, an average pitcher ish when he was healthy or a little bit better, but, um, yeah. and Perez, Perez, basically that was his one good year. So right. it's not like. Nobody would have compared Perez to Kershaw. Yeah, you, you wouldn't have signed him to a to a Kershaw contract at that point, and and uh, really good. Yeah, and and wow. Ben Sheets sort of similar to. Well, I don't. I, I guess at that point Ben Sheets was was looking pretty good. Uh, he that was that was the year that he had the that was the kind year. of his breakout year. Uh, he had pitched two hundred innings the previous two seasons, but had not been nearly as good. Uh, oh my gosh, that's one of my favorite years. 8.25, yeah, 8.25 strikeouts per walk. So good. <laughs> that was such a fun year. Yeah. He had that one, he had that, that game where I think he struck out 17 and walked nobody. Yeah, and then, so his next four years were uh, effective, but injured, I guess. And then after that, he was done. So I got 18 and walked one. Mm-hmm. I should say. So that was a fun year. Anyway, uh, uh, and then and then the next the next group, next group is is worse probably, even though it's overall more productive. Next, you mean look the the two thousand nine leaders? Yeah. So the the two thousand nine uh, top five guys who were all exactly twenty five years old that year were Granky, Lincecum, Josh Johnson, Ubaldo, and John Lester. Uh, mm-hmm. And I guess uh, Granky is the only one who is anywhere close to to what he was then. I guess you could you could say that Jimenez was for the last couple months there. Um, and I, I mean, Lester is if you had signed Lester to a five year deal in two thousand nine, uh, you I mean you wouldn't be. Mate. Well, I mean, making him the highest paid player in the game. I mean, you well, wouldn't. You wouldn't have done that. But yeah, right. So, so I, I made these comparisons, oh, right, right, and yeah. I said, Fair 
And then I said, you know, Kershaw is better than all of these people. So yeah. uh, even if he sort of follows the same pattern in that he gets worse, I mean, odds are the best is behind him, right? So your point is that these tables were actually encouraging? Like this was, I, I mean, I, I'm not, I don't mean that snidely. Like, was that the point you were making? No. Um, it, no, I mean, it, you could, I guess you could in, interpret it either way. I mean, if you, if you look at it just, just five years out from those guys, uh, most of them wouldn't have, wouldn't have killed you. Looking back at it, uh, none of them really, I guess, turned into maybe what we thought they were going to be or continued to be what they were at that point. And Kershaw probably won't either, right? At this point, it seems like he is just miles and miles better than everyone else. And he is a machine and he will pitch 200 innings and or 230 innings and lead the league in ERA every single season. And at some point that will stop happening. Uh, odds are it won't happen all at once. Uh, but it will happen gradually, and probably his his best seasons are behind him, or or most of his best seasons are behind him. I would I would wager, um, but he's good enough now that he'll still be pretty good, unless he really just falls apart completely and gets hurt, which is always a possibility. But uh, the fact that he has not ever appeared on the disabled list and has been quite durable is is encouraging i suppose um although i also sorry go ahead go ahead oh well i was just going to mention that it's uh it's sort of unfair because i i linked to to russell's article from earlier this year about what actually predicts pitcher injuries and three of the factors he found were age and and the most important one was whether you had been injured before both of which seemed to to be encouraging things in Kershaw's case and then just raw number of pitches thrown was also one of the indicators of injury mm-hmm. and that <laughs> it's sort of unfair because Kershaw loses either way he's he's been really durable and hasn't gotten hurt so that works in his favor but because he never got hurt he's thrown a ton of pitches which does not work in his favor so either way he <laughs> is is a risk to to some extent but I don't know you're right I mean this is what we do with these deals we kind of throw up our hands and say, well, someone was going to pay this much for Kershaw because he's the best pitcher in baseball, and it might as well be the team with the highest payroll in baseball who already has him. Um, well, I mean, the Cardinals would not have done this, though, and the Cardinals do everything right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, maybe the Cardinals would have done it, but, I mean, there is there is the possibility that— They didn't do it that- for Pujols, but that— doesn't mean that they would never do something like that they may just not have wanted to do it for him yeah the point just is that somebody is going to pay him this much is not an argument for it necessarily mm, i mean no it's, but it's certainly not an argument for it yeah it it's it's, that does, not, it's not necessarily an argument against it it could be that this works but but i mean let, let the, me let me just let me ask okay. you this let me ask you this so let's say five let's say five years from now um, Kershaw's made 17 starts because he goes, you know, Brandon Webb, as you know, or, you know, he goes Mark Pryor or he goes anybody, right? He throws, he blows out his shoulder in June mm-hmm. and that's it for him. And he, you know, he makes, 
you know, a few dozen starts, they're mostly bad, and he's not usually available. And this just goes into the list with all the other bad, huge contracts mm-hmm. that have ever been signed. Um, like, <laughs> like I, I don't know. I guess that's my whole point. <laughs> like, we're, we're not going to be surprised. I guess that's my point. Is Like, you're going to be like, yeah, I know. That's why they shouldn't do these. And then someone else, someone else will get one, and you'll be like, well, I know, but someone, you know, it's Strasburg. He's different. Right. Well, that is not uh, – it's not the norm, right, that, that a guy just goes from being great to worthless. Um, it is not. The there norm. are isolated instances where that has happened. And so we remember those and we're worried that those will happen again and they could happen again. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, the alternative to the to that, the opposite of that argument that someone is going to do it um, is just like taking a really hard line stance and saying no one should ever do this. And if you do this, it's a mistake no matter what your your competitive situation is no matter what your payroll is and i i don't know like if if i were the dodgers i would probably would probably have done the same thing mm-hmm. um yeah the dodgers have, have all the money in the world that's fine i'm not i'm not mad at the dodgers or anything like that and i'd like to have kershaw and on my team and mm-hmm. i'd pay him a lot of money to do what he does um but i don't know i'm just i'm just saying that like there's like there's an amnesia that seems to kick in anytime mm-hmm. someone we like gets a lot of money. One other thing is that, uh, and this is not this is more. I'm just curious, but you used um, you used the age 25 uh, mark as a as a comparison in a few different cases. To one to demonstrate Kershaw's uh, achievement to this date, you show that he's you know arguably the best 25 year old, you know the most accomplished 25 year old ever, and then looking for these you know, sort of similar pitchers in the recent history, you had 25 or younger. And um, do do you think that age is that significant? I mean, is there a difference really between 25 and 28 for for these purposes? Because I I sort of get the sense, or I I, I shouldn't say I get the sense, I I have the the gut feeling that it's not, that really for a pitcher, there's really not that much difference between 25 and 28. And like your... Uh, like Webb, uh, for instance, wouldn't have been in your age 25 comps because mm-hmm. he broke in late. Um, but if you just look at the first five years of his career, um, or the first you know five or six years of his career, he had a 143 ERA plus, which is just below Kershaw. And if you look at Lincecum's first five years, I think he was like a 137 ERA plus. So, um, and but he was a little older too. So do you feel like the age is a particularly significant thing with Kershaw or um, is it just that he's relatively young and that this is a good sort of proxy for how ex- how many innings he's, how much he's proven, how much he's shown us, yeah, how established it's, it's partially a convenience thing, but I, I think it matters. Uh, it maybe matters less for a, a pitcher than a position player, but uh, I, I mean, there's, there's a difference, I think, between 25 and 28. Okay, so if, if it turned out tomorrow that it was revealed that Kershaw had forged his birth certificate um, for some reason, probably to get alcohol uh, when he was younger, um, do uh, does it change your opinion of this much at all? And if he were three years older than, than he actually is? Um... Yeah. Oh, yeah, so that wouldn't get him alcohol to get him. <laughs> oh, you know what? It's He probably wanted to go to the under-16 night at the local <laughs> music club. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, I would. I would like it less. You would. Yeah. Significantly less. Um. I don't think I would. I don't think I'd well, care. I like it as is. I think I might be sort of neutral on it at that point. I think I probably would be even more impressed that he had managed to not get hurt by 28 than by 25. I mean, really, I do. I mean, and if, that he, if had he had managed to to hide his his biographical details. No, if he had if he had three more years of of injury freeness in his life, it would actually be more impressive to me than three more years of youth on his side, three more years further from the what inevitable he, demise. What was he doing during those Clayton Kershaw the last years? <laughs> what was he up to? Was he pitching? Solved. Uh, he if he was wasn't like, pitching, then I don't think it would it would make me more confident in his his arm. He was doing archaeology. He was played <laughs> by River Phoenix. <laughs> uh, the Cardinals signed Adam Wainwright to a to a five year extension less than a year ago. Uh huh. Five year extension, though, not seven. And they they also didn't. Well, they paid him a lot, but yeah, and he was thirty one at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How long, and, do you th- how long do you think Kershaw will be the highest paid annual value in Major League history? Uh, hmm. I think. I don't know. I'm trying to think of who who on the horizon could possibly eclipse it. Like last year, when when Verlander signed his deal and briefly had that record, it was it was pretty obvious to everyone that he would hold it only until. Kershaw did. Um, uh-huh. Now, well, though... Yeah. It, it, you could imagine if, if, like, let's say Scherzer won the Cy Young Award again and hit the open market. Uh-huh. Yeah. You could maybe imagine that. Uh, you could maybe imagine, like, Cabrera's two years away. It's, it's unlikely Cabrera would, because yeah. he'll probably want length. But yeah. but if he, decided, if he decided he wanted a four-year deal and he had, you know, another MVP award under his belt, maybe. Probably not, but maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's... It just depends what his. Everybody chooses years, so probably not him. But otherwise, uh, I don't trout. know. Conce- right, conceivably, it could it could last till Trout. Uh huh. Um, hmm. Strasburg. Uh, when is Strasburg a free agent? Uh, Strasburg is a free agent after 2016. Um. Yeah, could be. I don't know. It's a lot of lot of projecting there, but possibly. Irvin Santana. <laughs> don't think so. I don't think so. But I, I don't know. To me, if uh, if Tanaka is is gonna get something close to one twenty, it sounds like or. Or that's sort of been the the figure bandied about, um, plus the posting fee, I guess. And he, I mean, given all the given all the uncertainty around him uh, about how his stuff will translate, and just the the workload, and uh, you know, just a guy who's never pitched in the majors. The I mean, the gap between him and Kershaw is is huge uh, and he has commanded so much interest and seemingly will will receive so much money that uh, to me that makes this this look good and and even comparing it to 
to Verlander last year. Um, I mean, Verlander signed a, a five-year extension, uh, effectively, I guess. I mean, he signed it two years before he was going to be a free agent, so it, it bought out a couple of years. But five years of new money that that would pay him $28 million for each of those years, which would be his age 32 through 36 seasons. Um, I mean, yeah, if, well, if you're going to give— that age again. Right. Well, if you're— if you're going to give Verlander uh, 28 over five years from 32 to 36, and that's, I mean, you would think factoring in some sort of discount for the fact that he was quite a ways away from free agency, then Kershaw at his age and only one season away from free agency, I I would have expected more. I think the the gap is is greater there than the the money reflects well uh verlander by warp at least had been better than kershaw in you know the the previous three four years Mm -hmm. uh before he signed it the the fact that it was two years away from free agency is significant and they should have gotten some discount for that so that's true um but again i don't know that i'm i don't know that i care that much about verlander being 36 at the end of it i just don't know that that matters to me uh, very much. Um, but look, I'm not, I'm not against this at all. I it, like, I'm, I'm on your side. I'm, I'm on your side. I'm on Ned's side. I'm on Kershaw's side. I'm, 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 I'm with you. I just, I'm just, I'm just saying that like in four months when he's, when he's injured forever, we're, we're, we're just going to nod and we're going to go, I know this always happens with pitchers. Like we're going to we, act yeah. all smart. We're going to act all smug and knowing like, like, well, oh, that's what she, she, she. But, <laughs> I can't cause I wrote the transaction analysis, but you, you can. Um, well, I mean, we were, we were sort of doing that with Verlander there for a little while, right? Until he turned back into Verlander at the end of the year, we were, uh, we were doing that thing when he mm-hmm. had a six ERA in May and then four ERA through June and July and August, and then suddenly turned back into into Verlander. But we were we were doing podcasts about what whether he was the the best pitcher on the Tigers or or like second best pitcher on the Tigers, or we were not at all. Yeah, we were not at all confident, uh, and then he, then he became Berlander again. So, you're right. Uh, this could could look completely different a few months from now, but I hope not because I like when when Clayton Kershaw looks like looks like Clayton Kershaw. I like when Clayton Kershaw pitches in the Midwest League as a closer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's probably in your best interest that he that he does get hurt. And as some sort of rehab assignment, he is posted to the Midwest League where he has to work one inning at a time. <laughs> For a year. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Deal dissected. Uh, we have one more show this week. Please send us emails at podcast at baseballperspectus.com and we will pick some of them and answer them. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow.